welcome to the Beauty Hui, where friends gather in island-style conversations on beauty, self-care, and finding the inspiration to live an authentically beautiful life. Here are your hosts from Kona, Hawaii, Noella and Kina. Hey everybody, aloha and welcome to the very first episode, the inaugural launch, if you will, of the Beauty Hui Sessions. Sponsored by Moya Hawaii. <laughs> I'm Noella and I'm joined by one of my longtime friends, one of my best friends, Kina. How's it? Aloha, everybody. <laughs> so, as you may have guessed from the title of our podcast, The Beauty Hui, it's really just a gathering of friends talking story about things related to beauty, self care, and also things that are just related to living a beautiful life, all with a Hawaii perspective island style conversation. So what we're normally going to do at the top of every episode is spotlight a self-care or beauty product or brand. And we also feature some inspirational stuff toward the end of the podcast. But since we are launching a beauty brand of our own this summer, then of course, we're just going to throw ourselves under the bus and embarrass ourselves (laughs) since we're rookies practice our interviewing skills on ourselves. We haven't we haven't really talked a lot about it, or at least I haven't. Kina has more friends than I do, but we haven't <laughs> talked about it a lot with any of our family or friends. Um, right. This would be a good time for us to kind of address that and what we've been working on that's led to this point with us launching a brand together. So tell us about you. Well, my name's my English name is Jared, actually. And my middle name is Kahikinokala. And, you know, it's kind of cutting it short. And I've been called Kina since I was a kid, born and raised uh, on Hawaii Island in Kona, above the airport in Kalawa. You know, Kona's amazing. Love Kona since I can remember. You know, we're surrounded by family and friends. And Noella's family, we've known forever. And so literally, like, you know, it's, it's like, I can't even remember when I didn't know right. Noella. Right. So, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> but right. uh, we now grew up together. My family's culturally rooted. I mean, culturally rooted, you know, typical local Hawaiian family. Dad is... Uh, Portuguese, English, Chinese, Hawaiian. Mom is Hawaiian, Samoan, Japanese. And one awesome part about growing up in Kona and being born to my mom is she was raised by Kahuna Laolapa'au in her teenage years. So she got to study um, traditional herbal medicine, massage practices, and... Um, so explain what that is, just in case we have listeners mm-hmm. who don't know what kahuna la'ala... La'ao is herbs or plants, and the use of traditional herbs and plants and those practices to heal the body. And the healing, you know, Hawaiian healing goes from physical, spiritual, emotional. We're, we're all, you know energy beings and we're all connected. We'd go to the Western doctors, but mom would tell us, hey, you have a sore tummy, go pick this plant, go pick this root, take it in the house. Mom would smash it up, do all kinds of mixings. We'd either eat it, like you got a cut, she'd slather it on something. She'd also make us just lie down and she'd massage us. And so we were really lucky to be raised with a mom that was so in tune with traditional healing 
practices. So I, I, I always thought it was normal. Of course, for local people, you know, like all of us, you know, when right. when walking to the bus or, you know, even at school, just in your yard, you have a, a bunch of plants. That, See, my mom you know, wasn't necessarily a medicine woman per se, but uh, we just knew it. When you had burns, she had second degree burns yeah. on her hands. My brothers had, you know, eczema. It was go outside and go pick aloe, right? And aloe, aloe. is a Hawaiian plant. Right. And <laughs> I always I thought never, it was, but it's aloe. Yeah, never I that. never knew it was called aloe until like, let me, high school. Right. It's like, no, aloe is a Hawaiian word, you know, but yeah, we all, we all used these plants, fruits, uh, all of these things. And, and, really, and long and before it was really, you know, before there was this the green cool. movement, right? Yeah, yeah. Before it was just like plant-based healing and what, mm. that's just what we knew. It wasn't yep. like anything special. And now yeah. it's a whole movement. It's like entire yeah. stores dedicated to, you know, products that are focused on plants for healing. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And even when we would dance hula, like, you know, we, we just loved the music. I mean, we're all musically inclined. Um, we, we love dancing hula and then also, you know, all kinds of other dancing. Of course, I'm not going to even touch on that because like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's embarrassing. I do have a bit more confidence when it comes to hula. But luckily enough, you know, having a grandmother who was steeped in in those traditional cultures, the language and, and hula traditions, um, lucky enough to graduate as a kumuhula along with my brother mm-hmm. we had an opportunity 17 like ooh, 17 it's going to be 18 years ago to come here to japan and we've been teaching hula ever since mm-hmm. and just a connection between how much i had at home like literally in your yard and in your garden i also realized that the traditional practices of a lot of the Asian countries are are amazing and they look so young. I, I have never been so aware of my skin and how I look until I came here. You know, people who are in their 40s like me looking like they're 20 and that's not rare. And, you know, I've asked and talked, what is it? Is it diet? Is it skincare? And it's really a combination of all of those things. So it made me more so want to connect to all of the things I kind of took for granted at home. And so here we are. And I, I just love, you know, taking care, taking care of myself is something that my mom really was a great influence in. And then, you know, as we get older, we all want to live our best lives and, and be um, best versions of ourselves. We want to reverse age as well. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And, and maybe literally. maybe not exactly reverse age, but kind of slow down right. the process a little. Totally. And amongst all of my friends, I knew Noella was like the one person I could talk to about this guy. Hey, you know, like there's all this stuff and all this stuff, you know, we're all over here trying to look as good as we can. And I know Noella would be as obsessed about it as I am. <laughs> so that's where... Um, I come from, you've got to tell everybody, you know, like your background in beauty and, you know, taking care of yourself. I mean, your mom, people have always mistaken her as your sister. You Don't know. tell her that, right? We'll, <laughs> well you know, I'm trying to get the brownie points. <laughs> right. Well, I want to make it real clear to people that when you first brought the idea to me that it wasn't really clear to me that 
it was going to be related to beauty or skincare. It was more about, I want to bring attention to wellness and well-being yep. and the things that we were raised with and kind of mm-hmm. calling attention to that. And I yep. felt like, what a great idea that right now, and you see global beauty industry, that there's so much attention more than ever before. You would never see K-beauty. Korean beauty products in like right. Sephora, even maybe five, 10 years ago, right? right? So that's pretty recent in history mm-hmm. that it, it used to just be dominated like by the huge L'Oreal Estee Lauder of the world, yeah. right? And now there's this big shift in um, realizing that a, a lot of these cultures have their own beauty secrets and practices. Yeah. So Japan and Korea and the Middle East and, and all of these different places. And I thought, this is the time. And I was encouraging you of saying, this is the time definitely for the right. people of the Pacific, but not, not just Hawaii, to bring their stories and their secrets to the forefront and to the mainstream. And so that was kind of exciting. And originally I was just in a supportive position. And then I just hijacked his dreams because I realized along <laughs> the way, <laughs> I realized along the way that this was something that I really wanted to make a part of my side hustle because it was just fun for me. It's part of that creative aspect. And I feel like the beauty industry is in my DNA. And I grew up, my mom was a hula dancer, a performer, and three, four times a week, I'm sitting there watching her put on stage makeup and false lashes, you know, and that's just how I was raised. My, our living room, our house was a glamour photography studio. My mom taught charm school. She was a consultant for Beauty for All Seasons. I took my pictures. (laughs) Right? Did you do these pictures? <laughs> Did you have the feathers? No. <laughs> so, yes, glamour photography. We all, if you were one of my friends, you definitely have glamour photography shots yeah. from from that whole era, sometime in the 90s, right? So I felt like the, my grandma retired as from the cosmetics department at JCPenney, Alamoana. So my cousins and I were just constantly there, like all the time getting free gifts with purchase and samples and all this other kind. And my grandma was very, very particular about not touching your face and you need to try this Uh and are you washing your face? So, but really, and then my own personal history, you know, I've had some time in yesteryear, many moons ago, right? In pageants, I paid for all of my bachelor's degree, pretty much was funded by pageants, you know, winning them at local, state, national, Miss American Teen mm-hmm. levels. And that was fun. And it was, I think the best thing about that was just the opportunity to represent the state of Hawaii. Because I, I yeah. truly, truly enjoyed that. But no, I'm last- so going to interject because I mm-hmm. totally want you to talk about that. That one, when you went to the national level and you won, <laughs> and you, you know, how you felt about, how you looked in comparison to all the rest of the girls. And, you know, can you touch on that? Because that was a story that I I, I actually kind of really didn't know until you had shared it with me more recently. So could you oh, share that with everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there was probably about 52 to 53 contestants there that I'm running against. I would say the vast majority, I want to say about 90% of them are at least five to six inches taller than me, blonde hair, like just born and bred uh, for pageants. And, you know, here I come out with my hair down past my butt right? and yeah. um, just this island girl shorter, right? And like, you you can spot me because she's the girl with the long black hair. And I was dancing hula, doing my speech about Hawaii and everything. And I definitely felt like 
a fish out of water. <laughs> but I knew even that young people are so enchanted by Hawaii. I, I think people are always enchanted by Hawaii. And since that experience, like it would be really great to see more representation because because you know, there, is, there isn't such a thing as a minority in Hawaii. There's really not. So when my mom said, they're going to be wondering, you know, why would this minority girl be the next Miss American teen? And I yeah. thought, What's a minority? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I'm I'm the majority. Like you know where we're from, right? being a mixed person yeah. like us is yeah. normal. Yeah. Right. So in that sense, it was a real privilege for me to just bring that story to the forefront. Yeah. I would love to see more minority representation just in the beauty industry as a whole and globally. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the right time to be talking about that, and we have the vehicles to be able to do that. We're just seeing this big democratization of the beauty industry. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so there's that. And I had my moments, the pageants led to dancing hula and singing professionally in Honolulu. But really, most of my professional experience, the past 13 years anyway, has been in medical sales. So whether it was pharmaceutical, dental, or laboratory sales is what I do now, I felt like was also synergistic with what we were working on. And I kind of led the charge with finding the formulists and working with them on what we're trying to achieve and with our first products that we're launching this summer. So, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I just want to make it clear, like for everybody that yes, Noella is the brains of of this partnership. Literally, like, not to take anything away from Noella's artistic, artsy, fartsy, you know, musical uh dancing I have a creative background. side too <laughs> yeah right you know because like I I have my own crazy Aww. you know ideas and stuff but I swear like you know from formulations to ingredients to like percentages and ba- balancing how this goes in where I'm like feels good smells good I <laughs> it makes my insides warm all right I'm good <laughs> <laughs> so just want to make sure, yeah, Noella's literally, yeah, the brains behind the operation. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you are the chief creative officer, if, right? Chief is that what we've decided to call you, the, our chief creative officer? <laughs> I love that title. Calling, I, yeah. I love it. In our I team of it. two people. Anyway, so that's kind of our background and I'll leave it up to you. How much are we going to say about, about the brands and what is Moya? Oh, what are we introducing and when is that coming out? Well, we decided um, together the name of Moya and simply put is well, imagining and dreaming yourself to be someone or something or in a higher state and maybe that you are the best version of yourself. And so when we, you know, agreed on this name, trying to bring island people, like you had said earlier, to the forefront and expressing not only Hawaii's um, natural beauty, but the people. But uh, people around the world love to come to Hawaii and it's like, oh, I just feel, I feel aloha and you know, there's just warmth and you know, that's something we were raised with every day. So it took me actually leaving home and still trying to instill those thoughts and practices in a foreign people to really realize the goodness of what we have. And mm-hmm. so imagining yourself 
um, in the best possible way. We believe that beauty is an inside job and coming from a place, you know, deep to us. I mean, right, you know, we're kind of right. biased. The most beautiful place on earth, which has some of the most beautiful teachings and cultural practices in the world. Yeah, I mean, if we could package up aloha in a bottle, I mean, that would be just amazing. But in that sense, we could try and take the traditional either herbs or, or plants that we have at home, and if we could put it in a bottle and send it across the world to people to get a little bit of an experience of what it's like to take care of yourself in a Hawaiian-based way, right. um, it would be amazing. So all of these islands have their beauty secrets. Again, it's like, it wasn't always really a secret. So to be clear, we're launching skincare initially, three skincare products this summer. Mm -hmm. And we say it's Island Beauty Reimagined because we took things that were traditionally used, but we just kind of reimagined it into a different way of presenting it and using that with innovations that are available to us now. And can I say what's going to be in it? So we were looking for formulists who had experience with noni, mm-hmm. kamani, mm-hmm. kukui, olana, yeah. what else? Pikake, right? Mm-hmm. And then another one that I won't... Fruits. Quite, fruits, or fruits that aren't necessarily, you know, indigenous to Hawaii, but uh, that grow in this year. They will be brought in that should give people an idea of what we're launching. So three skincare products initially this summer. And I don't want to ruin anything because we're going to say it down the road, but but yeah. they made sure we had the right experience when we mm-hmm. had these products because we were our own guinea pigs. And when we totally. had the initial formulations that we we're working on here, that the first time we did our, can we say it? Well, we'll just say it right here. You know, well, the first time we did our, our peacocky, Mm-hmm. facial mask you know so ours is going to be called peacocky perfection oh we just rolled that out there okay uh-huh. and not only did we know that there were these benefits for your skin that i experienced within a week of using you can definitely tell the difference mm-hmm. um, in the tone and evenness and um, of your skin but that whole experience really brought you to a moment of peacocky and if you know what yeah. it really smells like and not like the cheapy kind of stuff that you smell right. in right. ABC stores, it takes you to that memory and, and it does something for you both physically and then emotionally. And then it, it became a self-care experience more than just getting into this claims of what it can do and why this is better than this or that. Like we yeah. wanted to focus on what kind of experience that we would want for ourselves. Because I want everybody to know that, like, yeah, it's not because the camera is like close or anything. My nose is this big, and um, this nose is a very strict <laughs> and picky nose. Yes, very, very. And as a as a hula person, you know, as lay and what they represent and and the memories that they conjure, you know, this nose was probably one thing that Noelle regretted because boy, how many, how many different, you know, mm-hmm. Pikake samples. And we knew that we wanted to do something with Pikake and, and we, I, I think it's where we, so, where we sourced amazing. and what we went through to source yeah. that particular Just Pikake. How many was... samples we went through. It was, 
I mean, I really have a lot of confidence that just, you know, the moment someone misses themselves, they're going to be whisked away and, and they'll, they'll remember what it's like to either have the layer or to smell the, the flower. And, and hopefully that inside out feeling will add to the overall beauty of everybody that uses it. Yeah. So that's just one example. We'll keep the other things. I mean, we kind of just left that out of the bag there just unexpectedly. That wasn't part of the yeah, plan. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't part of the plan. But hey, we're just going to roll with that. See? We're Why going... not? Yeah. Yeah. Uncut, raw, unfiltered. Okay, so what else do we need to say about this? We're coming across challenges right now. And I guess this is a good time to really form some meaningful connections with a community, a community yeah. of people and have those awesome conversations. But I feel like, and, and you know, I've started a nonprofit organization and all those other things, but in order right. for us to achieve, you know, what we're trying to achieve with elevating people and inspiring women that we have to leave you with a dose of inspiration and kind of what's getting us, getting you and me through this time, because it is absolutely right. the worst time in history to launch a, a new venture or a new business. <laughs> it probably in the past hundred years, let's be real about that. Oh, that's um, so funny. Yeah. Yeah, just so everybody knows, Noella and I had like planned, you know, we, we just had it all planned. It was down packed. We're like, you know, hopefully because of some wonderful friends that we were planning on having a soft launch, you know, in spring at one of the biggest Hawaiian events ever. And just, you know, things are like clockwork and then, boom, we, you know, the entire world gets, you know, put in. Everything's canceled. <laughs> and, you know, Businesses around the world are shut down. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah. and you know, during the, the, the one thing I, I personally would totally love to share a quote um, by Margaret Drabble, and she's an English author. Uh -huh. And it, it's a saying, is when nothing is sure, everything is possible. Like the moment I read it, I was like, wow. This really literally sums up everything that I'm feeling. This quote really put things into perspective for me because, you know, we we're feeling all of these roadblocks and everything's, you know, stopping. Things are just out of our control. But if, if nothing's certain, if nothing's put in stone, if nothing's for sure, then the possibility of anything can happen. Exactly. So like it changed, it changed how I thought about this whole, the whole situation that the entire world's going through. You know, it feels like it's suppressing and, everything's just coming down on you but actually when you don't know how something's going to turn out it could turn out better than you even ever imagined we we put so much time and effort in it and then you know to come across this roadblock but it's allowed us to take time to refocus and you know, we, we wanted to get a tangible thing in people's hands. Right. But the whole reason behind wanting to do it in the first place was to share a message of you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. No matter who you are, where you come from, mm -hmm. um, what your DNA makeup is, you're enough that right. it's whatever situation you're in. If you start, you know, to feel better on the inside, people are going to notice on the outside. And then the physical aspects, our skin and, and, and 
you know, the way you do your hair, your makeup, or even your clothes, all of those things, you know, you can add those later. But, you know, our, our main purpose, it, it brought us back to the root of why we wanted to do this. And so even just doing this podcast, like just sharing our thoughts, our feelings, our convictions right. um, on how much we love Hawaii, but not only Hawaii, um, island people, diversity in all of its shapes, forms, and colors. It's something that we hope that we can share with people and make people realize and feel better about themselves. It's so funny that you say that, that when things are unsure, right? Mm -hmm. That sometimes all these possibilities open that you never realized were there before. And honestly, had this not happened, this this these last two months i've never been on mm-hmm. zoom so much and <laughs> for it's both professionally like and all in all areas of my life yeah. and yeah. i don't think that we would be doing this had i not yeah. had yeah. even that exposure and kind of this level of this new found level of confidence in ways that we're communicating yeah. and connecting with people and mm-hmm. it's like oh well true because you're in japan and i'm in hawaii and this right. is possible and it's more possible and so yeah. You know, I always say this to you, and it may or may not tie in, but I always say God always shows up on time. Yeah. And so, right? I always say that, not to be religious with anybody on, on that, but, you know, we're non-denominational. <laughs> 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 but, but really and truly, the timing of things, it's, it's mm-hmm. going to just pan out, and you just yep. trust in that. The universe, God, whatever you trust in, just let mm-hmm. that run its course. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a, a saying or a quote or something that... You know, I was thinking about that, too, and... I've been thinking, this is not the year that I thought it was going to be. And, you know, of course, we're going to have those moments. But I'm old enough now (laughs) to look back on a wealth of experiences where you've seen your life just go off into a different tangent than you thought it was Mm going to be on. And what were the things that kind of pulled you through those times in these moments of disappointment and these moments of unexpected turns that every time I've dug into a sense of purpose. I always am finding a way to turn a mess into a message. That wasn't mine. That was from Robert Roberts, right? But yes, every time I've been able to just take your focus on maybe not amplifying business, but amplifying your sense of purpose at this time. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what we're supposed to be doing is leading with purpose having these intentions. And I'm super glad that we're having these conversations before we're even putting out product because (laughs) I feel like we should have those conversations and connect with people in a meaningful way. People will always want to be here and come here and visit here. And so our economy will turn around. It will come back. We just need mm-hmm. to all hang in there for now and have our priorities straight yeah. mm-hmm. for everyone's health and well-being. And then we can move on. Absolutely. So on that note, this is going to wrap up our very first episode. Yay. Of the beauty. <laughs> we made it. Inaugural. Inaugural. Yes. yes. So the beauty hui sessions, this is our very first episode. Of course, send in questions because we, of course, want to have these conversations with your input. Right. So please DM us, message us. Yeah, um, let us know. Give us some suggestions on what you want to hear about from us because we already know what we want to talk about, you know, in our spotlight. Probably for the next three months we have enough to talk about right and uh, if you guys haven't noticed we can talk a lot and i think we were supposed to have a 20 minute session but this is probably not that we like (laughs) to talk (laughs) well everyone take care and we'll see you the next time here on the beauty hui sessions aloha thank you for joining us mahalo 
Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed your time with us, please subscribe, leave a review, and visit us at moyahawaii.com. Also, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at M O E A Hawaii. Until next time, aloha.